two, one. Welcome live, people. We are live. Hello, everybody, <laughs> and welcome to the eighth episode of the Film Studies Club podcast. I am your host, uh, Robert Burke, and I am joined, as always, by my vice host, Ahul Chabra. And, uh, of course, my um, absolutely fantastic and amazing fact checker, who has seen none of the movies this week, <laughs> Nick Yeah. Yeah. Um, Nick, Nick, dude. Nick's sleep schedule was a little wacky, so when we watched our movies on cast, uh, or on Zoom, uh, he was asleep, so we did not. He did not get to join us for any of the movies this week. Which I fully could have joined for the last movie, but I didn't because I didn't want to. Yeah, that's just awful, Nick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, like genuinely bleep this out, but screw you, man. No, no. Okay, Nick didn't bleep out a, a certain part of the last podcast episode that he really should have, and I asked him oh, to. Oh, wait. Thanks for reminding me. I need to get a stopwatch so I can um, timestamp. <laughs> I'll, I'll chat it to you, Paul Hool, because we. You shouldn't say it on the no, air. No, I think I know what you're talking about, dude. Yeah. Can I can I text you? I want to guess. No, no, I'm texting. Okay, fine. Um. Okay. Anyways. Wait, hold so... on. Before you go, shut up. Shut up. Okay. Three, uh, two, one. <laughs> that's for the. Uh, that's for editing. Okay. There we go. Start now. <laughs> no, we're not. Wait. Start the podcast over. No, just uh, what you're gonna say. <laughs> 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 All right. Um, so I am recording my... Oh, we needed to explain our backgrounds. We always do that. Um, so, Nick, you start off. Um, my background, uh, I happened to get very last minute, and it is My Little Pony. However, the original image, it says bra on it, but this is just a pony. <laughs> so. uh, do you know the My Little Pony's name? No, I happen to not watch My Little Pony at age 17. Well, you, you should look it up. There are bronies out there, Nick. I could totally see you being a brony. I'm just not one of them. I don't know what to tell you. Proverb. It's a brony. No, don't you think he has a brony personality, Fahul? Uh, well, he has a certain type of personality. I'm not going to say what type of personality that is because of the current political climate. But <laughs> what? He has a certain he has a certain personality that, that I'm thinking about. Message it to me. I. All right, um, my background is uh, the TED Talk that the one meme guy did, where he did a TED Talk on becoming an internet meme. And in case you guys haven't seen it, I would recommend it. It's one of the weirdest things I have ever seen in my life. Like, he keeps on talking about, like, the stuff that he's done in his life. Probably 30 (laughs) times throughout the TED Talk about him, like, talking to kids online and being nice to them. And, like, the meme guy just takes it all up. Like, being a meme has, like, made him grow such an ego about himself. It's terrible. Anyways, I would highly recommend watching it. And, uh, Pahul, what's yours? Mine is, like, the interview room from The Office. And I got Stanley right here. What's up, Stanley? Stanley's dead. Uh, Stanley's not dead. Yeah, why would Stanley be dead? The Marvel creator? He's dead. Ah, uh, uh, yeah. Did yeah. you know that um, his actual name was like Stanley something? Hudson. Stanley, Stanley Fielder or something like that. And then he just went by Stan Lee so that his name wouldn't get tarnished in case the whole comic book thing failed. Anyway, I'm Jim from The Office. <laughs> <laughs> Remember uh, when Marco made that, or sorry, when Rarko Musu made that uh, video? We got to have him on the podcast, by the way. Oh, yeah, we do. He made that video in uh, freshman year, I think it was, where it was like 
the office english and or yeah it was like the office at our school and it was just the intro and it started it off with you saying that you wanted to be jim wait really yeah you don't remember that from freshman year memories memories that's memories. right um okay. i just changed my background and it's just it's i don't know what it is actually <laughs> <laughs> it could be something horribly offensive that you don't know about well um it's under the caption bro rebalanced I don't know what that means or what Damn, that. Damn, Nick. Kind of, I don't know what that means either. <laughs> if you were on stage right now, you'd be bombing, and I would be heckling you so hard. So mean to me. Get off the stage, freak! <laughs> Anyways, um, so our theme this week is space, and uh, actually. I think that it's a. It was very interesting that we chose this to be our theme this week because I don't know if you heard about that. There's a pretty pe- like big piece of news um, in the movie in the movie news area. Um, Tom Cruise and Elon Musk are collaborating to make an action adventure movie that will be shot in outer space. I think that I think they clarified it, and it's the International Space Station. That's like a more specific thing. I thought it was um, SpaceX with Elon Musk. SpaceX is a, he's going to work with SpaceX to go to the International Space Station. Oh, so they'll shoot the movie in the International Space Station. Yeah, and probably like a spacewalk or something. Still, that's awesome. That's like the first movie to ever be shot in space. Also, yeah, he had his but, kid. Oh, yeah, yeah. Elon Musk had a kid. And he, yeah, he named it like E-Babu-Wabu-Yabu-Wabu. No, he named it Prime X, AE, like the mished version, and then it was like a, 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 and then it was like I don't know something. Is that like a Poor bad kid. thing? Like, is it that's a really bad thing, right? <laughs> to name your kid something wild like that? Yeah. I don't think that's a terrible thing as long as you give them like an appropriate middle name. Because think about it, like there's people out there who go by their middle names. So if you just make his name that, and then his middle name like John or something, then he can just go by John. But then on like official papers, he'll have to fill that out, which is hilarious. <laughs> uh, did you know the longest name ever was in like each name was in alphabetical order and it was 12 names long uh, i'll look it up right now longest. his name was um it's not alphabetical well i mean in writing it could be kill uh, that dog put it down no need to put my dog down Rina <laughs> is a uh, stupid or uh, bina rurk is a stupid idiot <laughs> <laughs> yes protect the privacy of the dog good job Nick. <laughs> yeah you. way to go um i can't find it anymore but apparently there's a person with a with the longest name but this person had like the most amount of names in their name i can't find it so i'm giving up also I if, if any- world re- <laughs> what if anyone does anything inappropriate remind me to timestamp it Okay. Yeah, that does not give you the excuse to do something inappropriate, just to clarify. <laughs> you like that's aimed at me. No, a little no. bit. Um okay. let's check the view count on our last video because the last time I saw it we were at zero views. Let's go. Okay. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. We might be we might be a little bit further along in that. Um let's see. Two views. We're two views. Two I, views. I repeat. We are two views. It seems oh. like Whenever we have guests, we get more views. Oh well, yeah, that's Something how it to works. Think about. Yeah, it's okay. We'll have a guest next week that I'm actually pretty excited about. And then Wait. after that, we should have Rocco Musu on the podcast. Wait, 
podcast. We can't say it on the podcast, Nick, because not even I know, and I'm in it. (laughs) I'll I'll tell you barely. You don't watch the goddamn movies. (laughs) It's Dilla Wavis. Great. Oh, should I bleep that out? Is that a timestamp moment? No. Yeah, timestamp that. No, do not timestamp that. They'll think that I said a bad word. No, uh, this timestamp it. Oh, by the way, okay. By the way, Robert did not say a bad word. I swear on my mom's grave. There we go. We're all. Your good mom is now. alive. It's she's. There is a, she's there is a spider on my <laughs> on my microphone. This That's is crazy. a movie podcast. Okay. I'm also, Pahol, why isn't the podcast on Spotify yet? What's the deal? Oh yeah. Okay. So here's the thing about Spotify. It's weird, and I'm trying to figure it out. But they want stuff, and I don't get it. Pahol, I'm you're the you're it. the agent for this um for this I'll let, podcast. I'll, 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 I want to work on it. Okay, I want to work on it. <laughs> okay. Don't but worry. actually, something we should bring up is that this podcast is now on iTunes. So if you have been watching it on YouTube, um, you can now listen to it on iTunes. Or if you're listening to it on iTunes right now, then uh, so way to go. That's great. Thank way you. Way to go, homie. Way to go. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> we we had to pay money to get it on iTunes, but I think I oh, think actually actually we haven't paid money yet. I'm gonna try to work. I'm gonna try to work off of just the free package before we pay anything. How long does the free package last? I don't know. It's going to last until it's going to last, and it's going to be like free package over, and then I'm going to start paying. Uh, my gotcha. dad agreed to pay, uh, to pay the 36 BT. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, tell, uh, tell, give my regards to Tim Mana. Thank okay. you. Yeah, we can say his name because he was on the last episode. Remember? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that was so awesome. Anyways, let's get to some movies. How- I am excited today. What <laughs> order should we go in, Paul Hool? Should we do alphabetical? Should we do chronological? What should we do? Alphabetical <laughs> with a movie that starts with the numbers. Okay. Uh, 2001, because it was made in 2001. We should go alphabetical, yeah. Alphabetical? All right, then we're going to start out with 2001 A Space Odyssey. So uh, this movie is directed by Stanley Kubrick. It came out in 1967, I want to say. I'm actually not sure. I'm going to fact check that in the moment because our fact checker doesn't do anything for this podcast anyways. It was 1968. It was directed by Stanley Kubrick. And the plot is humanity finds a mysterious object buried beneath the lunar surface and sets off to find its origins with the help of HAL 9000, the world's most advanced supercomputer. All right. Uh, I think that's an okay plot synopsis. This movie doesn't really have a plot as much as like a lot of other movies do it, it kind of is just a series of images that kind of all go together so uh paul why don't you start us off on this one what did you think of 2001 i want to pull up my notes here i'm kind of riffing right now oh. okay <laughs> so well as when you open the movie right you're greeted with i don't remember what you're greeted with visually but I remember this the theme you know it's like an iconic theme bum, of cinema. We don't need to sing it. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, no, it. But, that's okay, the if theme. I play it, then we get copyrighted. So it's better if I sing it. That's true. But I, anyway, the theme's awesome. I love the theme. It kind of made it kind of made the movie for me. Without the theme, I would have been really bored. I was excited for the theme throughout the movie, and this movie's like really trippy in some places. You know, when he's going through all the light stuff and that's crazy stuff. But otherwise, I don't know. I mean, I don't get, like, in the beginning, they're showing the dawn of man and stuff, and the monkeys touch the big bar 
I don't get that stuff. You know, it just it was just weird to me. But I mean, I'm sure that Stanley Kubrick is a genius. Uh, may he rest in peace. And I'm sure he had some symbolism there that I didn't I I didn't figure out because I'm not that not that smart. Is, is that all you got? <laughs> yeah, that's all I got. All right. So, um, 2001: A Space Odyssey. It was really cool. I got to see it. When I was in eighth grade, I went to L.A. for a couple of weeks uh, or just not even a couple of days. I don't know why I said a couple of weeks. But um, at that time, they were showing 2001 A Space Odyssey on 70 millimeter film at the um, I think it was the Egyptian Hollywood Theater, which was awesome. Um, I was down there while that was happening. So I got to go see this movie the way it was intended on like a big screen with a packed audience on film. It was super cool. Um, and I think that the Egyptian theater said that they were the only theater that had the rights to show it on film for the next five years or something like that. So that does run out in 2021, but, uh, that was, it was just an awesome experience. So, uh, 2001, a space odyssey is one of my all time favorites. I love this movie like a lot. Um, and I think this is going to be interesting for us to talk about Pahul, but uh, I think what I like so much about this movie is that when you have movies that are like trippy or like out of this world or try to do different things like that, they often can come off as like just too weird to for normal audiences to enjoy. But 2001 A Space Odyssey doesn't seem to have that problem. Like my parents have seen this movie, you know, and my parents aren't super into like weird, obscure, trippy movies like that, you know, and they like this movie, too. Um, and I think that's just a testament to its power. Uh, but it's not like it's really all that accessible to begin with. It's it's very much like a weird movie. Uh, there's, there's a lot of really trippy scenes in it. And the way that it's shot and the way that it's all edited together, it just feels like such an experience. Like this is one of those movies that you can definitely classify as an experience over like a narrative feature film. Because the way that they use sound as well was very innovative. And I thought it was really cool. I think that like, even though you were talking about the theme and the, how that was like the only thing that you, that kept you, you know, grounded in the movie, I think the theme or even just like the sound effects in space or anything like that, I thought that they all just really worked well together. And I think that sound is one of the most important things when it comes to atmosphere for movies. And I think for that reason, 2001 excels there. And the visuals in this movie are still so good to this day. Like space, I still like it doesn't look like jaw dropping, like something like gravity or something like that. But the visuals to me still look like really good. And they've held up all the way from 1968, which is like insane, considering how long ago this movie came out. And I don't know. I just think a lot of it is very trippy and very entertaining. And even though it's like three hours long and there's not much dialogue, I still thought I was just invested the entire time. And this movie just like kind of transcended beyond like character, you know, and it didn't need movie characters to tell its story. It was just a story about all of humanity and really just all like beings on the planet. I thought it was really cool. Um, I would kind of like to discuss our theories for the ending, which would require spoilers. So is that something you would like to do, Paul? Yeah, I'm down for that, dude. I'm down for that. Um, Nick, you might want to just step away because we are going to spoil this movie like crazy. Oh. Um, can, wait, can you put a timestamp here? 
Spoilers are beyond this point. Skip to 2218. To skip them. <laughs> Timestamp added. Okay, cool. <laughs> um, okay, Nick, go away because we're going to spoil this movie. Okay, so Paul Hula, I don't know if you have a super developed theory about how this movie ends. Paul, Nick, go away. Do, you don't want it to be spoiled. <laughs> um, so I'm just going to go first on what my theory was. So I... the movie starting out with the monkeys was like very confusing to me when I first saw it. But the second time I saw it and like afterwards with all of the people and we were kind of just like discussing the movie. Um, I kind of understood the fact that this movie is really about like human evolution. And that's why it starts out with the monkeys back, you know, before humans were really like created. And then there was like the black monolith that was there. And then suddenly, you know, they compared the bone to the ship in space. And then later towards the end of the movie, when they go to Neptune, um, they, you know, the, the the monolith is was it Neptune? I think it's I think it's Jupiter, by the way. It yeah. was Jupiter. Um, and then the monolith is there, and the monolith kind of sends him through all those colors, and he starts like freaking out. And then suddenly he ends up going through his whole life, and he is like this super baby fetus looking at the planet at the end of the movie. Um, my theory on that is that Stanley Kubrick was basically. Because if you think about it, like evolution, the way that it's taught in biology and everything like that is that it's it's like gradual. But the monkeys that you see in uh, the beginning of the movie are not like what preceded Homo sapiens. They were like very primitive monkeys, you know. And once the monolith was there, it transitioned immediately into the human beings. And then in terms of human being evolution the monolith being there at the end just catapulted him straight forward. So I think that Kubrick, what he was kind of doing was treating the monolith like a God and it was progressing us through evolution, um, not in continuous stages, but it was immediate and rapid. And I think the point of it was like the significance of the bone was that that was showing a, like a step in evolution where suddenly we were able to think of a bone not just as a bone but something to use like a piece of technology and i think by the end of the movie the fact that they went so far out in space to jupiter and i think it was like the first time that they had ever done that it showed that human beings had progressed to their maximum potential and because of that the monolith allowed them to evolve into these you know big space creatures and maybe those space creatures are what the next form of like humans are and their goal is to like explore space you know that's just kind of like my theory for it and i think it maybe i don't know stanley kubrick's religious background but maybe it's tied to that and like a a religious view on evolution but that was my theory um did you have a theory that was different from that uh i'm not gonna lie dude i had no theory um (laughs) so in the end it was weird. Like I, I, I really don't have a theory. I, I thought that like the monolith at the beginning, like when they touched it, it kind of, um, kind of made yeah, like you said, it made them evolve or something, made them like progress. But then I don't know why. But then when they touched the th- monolith and on the moon, why did why did they just stay like humans or whatever? Why didn't they progress? 
Um, well, I think the sound was like overwhelming for them. Remember, it was like corrupting yeah. them. Um, I think it's because at the time they were kind of prepping for the manned mission to the moon. And I think that human beings thought if we can make it to the moon, you know, that's like a next big step. Um, and maybe he was making a statement like going to the moon isn't enough for us to really evolve. It's about getting to the farther out planets like Jupiter um, before we really start our next phase of space exploration. So maybe the monolith deemed that the humans weren't worthy to evolve at that point. Oh, okay. That's just and my, I don't know. What's, what? I don't know, dude, I don't know. Yeah, because this like, movie's okay. wild. <laughs> Like, okay, are they attracted towards the monolith? Because ev every single scene where the monolith is present, so first of all, when they're apes, like, they're just drawn to the monolith. And then when they're on the moon, they're just drawn to it. And then when they're on the... And then in the end, when he's in bed, he's just trying to just get up and touch that monolith again. Like, what's that? Is there a symbolism there, too? Like, does that fit into your theory somehow? Maybe it's kind of like human beings are always seeking to progress they're always seeking to evolve um either that or if the monolith if the monolith is a sort of god then maybe it's like you know human beings have a special attraction to religion um and like strong religious beliefs so maybe it was showing that like attraction to a higher being for an explanation for what has happened to them but that's interesting yeah yeah all right is yeah, that that's is that all we got to say? That's all we got to say, man. Um, I looked it up and Stanley Kubrick was raised a Jew, but he was not, he did not continue to follow the religion. So yeah. maybe, yeah, I don't know. This movie definitely does seem spiritual, but I don't know if it's necessarily religious. That's my, yeah, it, it definitely seems spiritual. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, Nick, you can put your headphones back on. Yeah. Yeah. Put a timestamp there. Okay, uh, we just had some major technical difficulties on Nick's side, but anyways, um, Nick, do you have some cool facts about 2001 A Space Odyssey? Oh my god, funny you should ask, because I actually have that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's go! No, don't, don't cheer that on, Bahul, come on. Um, apparently, uh, the a movie was originally supposed to have narration, which, I mean, I haven't seen it, so I can't imagine if that would be good or bad. Yeah, that would be terrible. I'm glad that they decided <laughs> not to. Like, unless it's like the David Attenborough person, like the British old dude. <laughs> that would be so yeah. funny if he narrated this movie. <laughs> it's not a documentary. Okay, anyways. Uh, and the uh, book and the movie for, for 2001 A Space Odyssey were both made at the same time. Why? What? Why? For what reason? I'm not surprised by that. Um... Um, so <laughs> when Stanley Kubrick made a clockwork orange, uh, he made that movie using a copy of the book. So he, he's known for like doing the book movie thing. So it's like his jam. Isn't that movie like crazy wild? Oh yeah. We should, we should review some Kubrick movies. Cause he's actually my favorite director, like of all time. I uh, My favorite anyways. director is, um, I don't know where I was going with that. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> All right, I thought you were gonna say Jim Carrey. What is that? You need to plug this right there. Oh, thank you. Um, anyways, Nick, can we get a transition sound effect? Whoa, whoa, whoa.
Great transition, dude. You, you know not what? Have transition sound effects That's again. I don't want to be too loud, Robert. What do you mean? What if my mom's on a work call? You know. <laughs> Just play it quietly. You're such a nice kid, Nick. Like honestly. Yeah, you really nice are. Kid. Like you're like the best kid. Like if I were a, if I were a parent, I would want you as my kid. You know. Um, That's facts. Anyways, um, so our next movie is called Apollo 13. And uh, this one is directed by either Robert Zemeckis or Ron Howard. I'm not sure which one. Uh, it's point is, and point is that Tom Hanks. What? Tom Hanks. That's like the only notable person that I know from this movie. Well, no, Ron Howard is pretty notable. And, and I don't know who Ron Howard is. Ron Howard did uh, back... No, he did... <laughs> I'm getting Ron Howard and Robert Zemeckis mixed up. He did uh, A Beautiful Mind and Solo, A Star Wars Story, and Rush, and How the Grinch Stole Christmas, and the Da Vinci Code movies. Man, if I had that resume, I would get into any college I wanted. Yeah, well, he's also, like, like 60 years old. Yeah, but, like, if I were, like, making all those movies and I was, like, only 16, colleges would be like, what? Yeah, no, you would, you would definitely, like, I don't think you need to go to college. You'd already be in the movie business. Yeah, but you know. Anyways, the plot is the true story of technical troubles that scuttle, scuttle's a weird word to use there, that scuttle yeah. the Apollo 13 lunar mission in 1971, risking the lives of astronaut Jim Lovell and his crew with the failed journey turning into a thrilling stage of heroism. Uh, drifting more than 200,000 miles from Earth, the astronauts work fiercely with the ground crew to avert tragedy. All right, um, I'll start off with this one since you started off with 2001. Uh, I really liked Apollo 13 when I watched it I, probably five or six years ago. But this rewatch, I actually did not enjoy the movie as much. Um, I honestly found it to be quite boring at certain points. I feel like this movie isn't interesting until about an hour in when things finally do start going bad with the Apollo mission. And after that, I think that they keep the tension pretty well there on like, you know, in terms of like, can we get these people home? But after that, there's kind of a standstill where there's a lot of problems and there's just some really easy solutions to them. And because of that, I just made kind of a dull movie in my opinion. And tension is like everything for this movie because it's all about how tense the mission was trying to save these men. But it just doesn't have much tension. I, I don't know. It's kind of like wimpy. Uh, it, it's hard to describe. It just, it also feels like a very much, it feels very much like a Ron Howard movie and not a good way. Like I'm not the biggest fan of Ron Howard. He's made some good stuff, but I don't consider any of his movies to really be exceptional because they all feel very like Hollywoodized. They feel like movies made for white people. Um, and it, this just feels like that in every like way of the word. Like it was made for people who are who live in the US and are used to watching these kind of movies where the development is very cliched and the stakes are raised the exact same way. It's just formulaic, I guess. And I think that the final scene is pretty good in it. That was the best part of the movie. But outside of that, I don't know. It, it was okay. It was just, it was an okay movie. Uh, Pahul, what were your thoughts? 
Oh yeah, um, I I was there were there were some tense moments in this movie where I was like, oh my god, are they gonna make it? And I kind of forgot the fact that they did make it, like it's based on a real thing. And so during some of the scenes, it kind of got my attention, but like during the carbon carbon dioxide building up, you know, I didn't care because it was like over like that. I didn't even have a chance. They didn't even build that up. And another problem with this movie is that there's way too much foreshadowing. Like she loses her ring in the bath, and then oh, you're gonna need some luck up there. Apollo thirteen, thirteen's an unlucky number. <laughs> and like oh, that's the last glitch that's gonna happen in this mission. We're all good, guys. I mean, you can only stuff a movie with like there's just it's foreshadowing for the first fifty minutes. It's literally all foreshadowing. Yeah, like there's, yeah. There's it's crazy. It's insane. It's so annoying. Like we get it. It's gonna go bad. Just get on with it. There's like a lot of useless stuff in there like that. And I don't get it, but I don't like it. But oh well, you know. Yeah, and also because this was already a real-life story and we already knew what the outcome was going to be, the only way that this movie could have worked is if it had a lot of tension in it. You know who I think would make this movie really well? Um, have you guys seen Uncut Gems or um, Good Time? Negative. No? We should review those. Um, but the Safdie brothers, they make movies where, like, the sound is quite literally like constant. Um, like in Uncut Gems, there are scenes where there's like five or six people talking over each other at a time. And there's like really loud music at the same time. So it's just kind of like an overwhelming experience. I feel like the Safdie brothers could make a killer Apollo 13 movie. Because even though the situation was very stressful, I never felt very stressed out because of the fact that they didn't do very well attention. And like, I do appreciate the fact that the people behind the you know mission that are like watching this all go down and are responsible for the lives of these you know astronauts they didn't try to over dramatize that too much to the point where it was like annoying so like what right once things went bad it's not like they all needed like 10 minutes to cope it was immediately they were on it immediately they were going to solutions and i thought that was a really cool element but you know there's there's some cool things in it but they all get resolved in like two or three three minutes and they don't matter anymore you know and i feel like that's just a problem with this movie as a whole anyways um and tom hanks isn't even that good in it like tom hanks has been so much better in so many other movies in this movie he's just like fine and i think it's just because it's a boring script with just the most cliche character development it's like oh he's got a family that's why you should care for him oh this person has an old grandma at home that's why you should care for them again it just felt like a very american white movie like it wasn't saying anything deeper and it wasn't even an accurate retelling of the events or maybe it was, but it wasn't a suspenseful one. So really, I just don't really get the point of this movie. Yeah. They, they talk about like the entire world watching and it's literally just people in America watching. It, it's like people some, in America. And it's also just the dude's family. Like the Pope. <laughs> I like, I like the Pope. That's who they added yeah. in to have the world effect. That was weird, but it was better than because usually sometimes what movies do movies do, is when they ha- when they want to show that the entire world is watching, they have people gather up in these famous like no one's gonna gather in India, no one's gonna gather near the Taj Mahal and look at a meteorite about to hit Earth. That's just such a stupid idea, and I don't know why they do that, but I've seen it multiple times. Yeah, but anyway, the Martian did that. Like, we have TVs there, you know. We have homes there. We go to our homes and we watch TV. We don't hang out at the Taj Mahal. Hey, you want to hear the radio at Taj Mahal? It's pretty dope. I do. No one does that. Screw you, um, man. 
the uh the martian did that and honestly that made a little bit more sense because i feel like that's just like such a historical thing but you're right when it's things like the meteor like hitting the earth people are going to be home with their families they're not going to be like well there's a meteor it's going to kill us all let's go let's all go gather up at one area and just celebrate the end of the world together Uh, not great anyways uh anything else to say paul uh negative negative uh apollo 13 out we never gave scores to 2001, so let's give scores to that. And then also this. I will give 2001 A Space Odyssey a 9.75 out of 10. It's in my top 25 movies of all time. I love it. And I will give um, Apollo 13 a... Six. Five. five Damn it. Five. <sighs> all right. Uh, uh, what, what about you? Oh. I'm going to give uh, 2001 a 1350. And I'm going to give uh, Apollo 13 Eight hundred. Damn it! Wait, what, what were your scores again? I wasn't listening. Thirteen fifty and I don't know eleven hundred. That's not bad. Yeah. Okay. Um, Nick, do you have any cool facts about this movie? The Navy SH three HC King sixty six helicopter from the rescue scene is not the original rescue aircraft from the Apollo missions, <laughs> as previously stated, as the original six six had been lost at sea before the film was made. Another Sea King bureau number one four eight nine 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 was painted up like the original and used for filming. This helicopter can, as of December two thousand eight, be seen. On display at the USS Hornet Museum. Please stop. I'm halfway done. (laughs) Is there any other fact that's more interesting than that? Can you scroll scroll to the top of the IMDb trivia? See if there's anything interesting up there instead of the very bottom one. It's like two pages long and one person is interested in it. 19 of 26 people found that interesting. Anyways, um, the girl lost her ring. and Like, actually, she lost it. <laughs> wow. Okay. I'm the fat guy. <laughs> Nick, let's just move on. Can you can you do a transition sound effect? Wicka wicka woo. No, Nick. If you're gonna do it using your mouth, can you at least do like some different sound? Um. Oh my brother. <laughs> <laughs> you just text your parents to see if your mom's on a call? Because these self-automated sounds aren't doing real great. I'm sure she's not. Let's go for it. Hold on. <laughs> Here's uh, a true transition sound effect. Okay. Sound effect. Uh. There's the sound what effect. What is that? A bonk. Is that like hitting like a steel drum? Yeah. That's a terrible sound effect. Who would ever I'll use find that? another one. Sorry. No. Oh, oh, wait. No, my it's God. Fine, oh, Nick. my. Are you serious? Nick, it's it, fine. It's, it's fine. still Let's playing see. even though I'm not in the video. It's I can't. Okay. <laughs> oh, it's like the bonk thing where like there's the. Uh, yeah, like there the you go. And then it's like bonk. Yeah, no, I, I know what that is now. It sounds like a steel drum. Anyways, our Boom. next movie is called The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Um, no letterbox for this one. I'm going to tell you the plot synopsis on my own. So right. The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy is about this dude played by Martin Freeman who uh, suddenly finds himself 
uh, in space because he befriended this one guy who's like British and he's also British and uh, he goes out into outer space. But when he does, he runs into his old, this old uh, girl that he flirted with at a party and uh, they seem to form a special connection. Um, but she is in space now and they run into each other and with the two of them and two other people, they must try to save earth from certain doom. Uh, how, how was that? Was that good? That was pretty good. Oh, thanks, Fahul. All right, I'll start on this one. Um, I This was another movie that I hadn't seen in about five or six years. Uh, so I kind of had to rewatch these. And I don't love rewatching movies that I that don't need rewatch. kind of disappointing to have to rewatch both Apollo 11 and this, but it's fine. Um, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, I thought was a really fun movie. Like, it's it's for one thing. It's a very like stylistic movie. Can you guys stop? <laughs> it's a very stylistic movie in the way that it kind of it feels like a very British movie. Like there's a lot of like jokes in it that kind of feel like satire. It's it's very very much trying to be witty and like fast paced. And there's there's like the voiceover stuff that they do with the British guy when he's like explaining concepts. And like the world that they have here is kind of interesting. And I don't know how much of that is the movie and how much of it is the, um, you know, book that the source material that, that it's based upon. But I still thought it was interesting, the different creatures that they had and the different like space concepts that they had. They all they all like pretty much worked for me. And I enjoyed that about it. The acting's pretty good in it. It's, it's a funny movie. I, I did laugh like quite a few times. And I think this movie, what it does really well is that it kind of bridges that gap between kids and adults. Like this movie really is made for everybody, but I wouldn't necessarily say that it's a kid's movie. Like there's some like goofy, silly jokes in it, but it really does feel like a movie that's just kind of made for everybody that really everybody can go out and enjoy. Um, And I honestly, watching this, I can really tell that the book is better and I do kind of want to watch, read the book now, but I enjoyed it. I think it's fun. I think it it's kind of a mixed movie some people aren't really big fans of it and i think it's just fun you know it's just light and entertaining and most importantly it's memorable which i like about it so anyways paul hool what are your thoughts on hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy uh okay so i'm i'm kind of glad that we watched this movie instead of gravity because like with this movie we have like it's 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 like a comedic relief movie you know like otherwise it would just all be serious and stuff but with this, with these three movies, we kind of have like the sci-fi aspect. Then we have like the thrilling, like real, realistic space aspect. And then we have the witty kind of Jumanji-like aspect. And I kind of like this movie for it. Kind of gave me a break, you know. It was, it was good. It was very much appreciated by me. And I, I didn't have to like use my brain a lot. I didn't have to figure out stuff. It was just pretty much plain old simple. And yeah, that's that's what I have to say. But I mean, I think that's important, you know, because like, all work and no play makes John a dumb boy or something. <laughs> That's pretty good, Paul. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. I Honestly, this movie doesn't have much to criticize. It's just very simple. It's a movie of very simple yeah. pleasures and simple. Like Jumanji. Yeah. I can't wait till our Jumanji episode. That's going to be epic. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Dwayne the Rock Johnson's birthday was on like May 2nd. And it sucks that we we couldn't do jumanji but we're gonna do jumanji eventually dude i think we should save it for like a big episode 
Like we should save it for like our 50th episode or something like that. Oh yeah. That's a good idea. Yeah. All right. Anyways, uh, let's, let's give some scores. I will give Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy a seven out of 10. I want to give this movie a, a 1200. Nice. All right, Nick, come back to the computer and do your job and tell us some facts. <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, fun facts, IMDb. Uh, <laughs> oh my God. You were really just not prepared for this episode, were you, Nick? You didn't watch any of the movies. You had no facts prepared. I doubt you even played the mobile game. Wait, we had a mobile game? <laughs> wow. wow. Okay, I'm, sen- I'm going to send you the mobile game right now, and you have like three minutes to play it. According to the DVD commentary, the animators who created the animated guide entries would occasionally sneak in hidden uh, hidden in jokes into their animations that were deemed too inappropriate for a family movie and had to be removed. One of these jokes, which wasn't removed, is an animation explaining the Babel fish, Babel fish, I don't know, um, and how a farmer becomes repulsed when he learns that a cow is somewhat... Uh, I'm not going to finish that. Wait, no, Why? inappropriate robert oh how inappropriate is it not very but it's inappropriate i mean it's in this movie you may as well just say it that a cow was somewhat aroused by being milked oh yeah i remember that That, that's not that's not too bad i don't know i I think it's fine you know let cows be you know we already milked them let them be aroused for a while yeah come on i think it's a good public service what game is this oh this game god damn it have you played this game before? No, I just see Paul Hole playing it sometimes in physics. Also, put in a uh, time stamp because you're going to want to bleep out that, that word that you just used. I've used that word multiple times during this podcast. No, but you never said God in front of it. God is where people get offended. I'm not going to bleep That's that. That's true. I literally refused, refused to bleep, bleep that. All right, all right, all right. We got, all right, we so, got mutiny on our hands. No, no, we need a podcast derailed. What? Podcast of the Caribbean. What? We need a transition <laughs> sound effect. Oh, um, okay. Uh, 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 hold on. Um, Can I not make those sounds when we're on air, dude? Sound effect. Let's go. Funny sound effects. Oh my- Nick, how ah! unprepared are you? I'm really how prepared. How unprepared can you possibly be? Wait. <laughs> I'm disappointed. <laughs> Nick, I don't know if you're going to be returning to the podcast after this episode. You, what you really the hell? Know, this is really disgusting. Like, this, generally. Is, this, is, this is appalling. This appalls me. <laughs> Appal? No, it's Paul. No, it's Apollo 13. <laughs> uh, hey! All right. Um, let's... How about... Okay, so this is your segment of the show, Paul. So why don't you introduce us to the mobile game? All right, mobile game time. So today, this week's mobile game is Space Frontier. Okay, who the hell did that? Who the hell interrupted my segment? It, my dog barks. Not cool. Sorry. Anyway, my game is Space Frontier 2. And it's a space game, and that's why I thought it was appropriate, because, you know, uh, we're doing space movies, if you've been listening so far, unless you skipped right to this part, because not going to lie, I'd do that too if I were you. Um, and so I, I was, I've, I've gotten really good at this game. I have like 10 million. 
Whoa. And no, I have nine million. No, I have eleven million. Ha ha. <laughs> and I I'm gonna delete this game right now because it's so boring. I don't get it anymore. Bye bye game. Anyway, I want to give this game a a ten hundred, a thousand. That's how you say it. A thousand. You're not gonna yeah. review any aspect of the game. Well, I already deleted it, so there's no use. I'm not gonna download it again. Still review rockets it. go boom. It's still in your mind. Um, I like the colonization feature, but I also didn't like it. That's it. Wow, that that's what we get. Um, are, is my dog's barking really loud? To be fair, it's a very simple game, and uh, there it's like ambient noise. It's like white noise. They're they're barking like really loud from my perspective. They're no? fine. Okay. Anyways, um, so Space Frontier. Uh, Pahul, your streak of games, mobile games for us to play has really not been good. <laughs> like, what does that mean? Oh, this game was terrible. This game was like really bad. It's so unbelievably simple and it's over simple. Like, that's it's, a problem. It's hard, to get, it's hard to be like, get like the insane stuff though, you know? Like, when you're launching the rocket, it's hard it to be, is... get like the insane thing. But if there was some cool thing with the colonization of the different planets that you could do, like you could harvest resources and build your ship up doing that or something like that, that would be cooler. But it was literally just like tapping. Like this game probably took like 30 minutes to make. And it's very, it's very appalling for that reason. Also, this game is a problem where when you first like play it and like you click on your first like ship going up, an ad pops up all the time. Oh and I, yeah, I that was the most annoying thing up. ever. Oh my god, yeah. I hated that so much. Serious, serious problem right there. Anyways, this was just overall a really bad game. It was really boring. I played it for probably 10 minutes and I, I, I could never play it again. I'm going to delete it right now just like you. And I will give Don't it worry, I sent you another game to play. Yeah, the next one, the next one for next week doesn't look much better. Uh, Wait, are, we're doing Aqua Park IO, right? No, we're doing the other one. But we still morning. have to do Aqua Park, don't we? But what, you I hate that game. <laughs> you need oh, to start so sending like actual like mobile games and not just like ones that you see ads for. <laughs> okay, wait, wait. So are we not doing AquaPark.io anymore? We're not doing AquaPark.io. All right, I'm deleting. We're gonna that save one. that for another time. I'm deleting it. Okay, Nick. Uh, so based off of the three minutes that you played Space Frontier, what's your reaction? Uh, my reaction is that I genuinely could very easily create such a better game off of this concept. Like, this... And I actually have before. Like, uh, this this game is so... From what, I, from what I played, it was actually kind of fun. And based on what Robert said, it doesn't... It, it seems that it could have gone so much farther, because genuinely this actually looks like a game that I would play if it actually was competent. But according to Robert, which I definitely believe him, is this game is really garbage when it could have been so much more. Thank yeah, you. like the the colors and that they uh, and I'm like just... the way that this app looks is like really really good. Like I think that this is such an interesting like the color scheme and the visuals are great, but everything else about the game is awful. At least I tried, you know. Also, we sent you another uh, game. That's the one that we're going to be reviewing for the that podcast. That is an interesting title. <laughs> Yeah, I also need to send it to Dilla Wavis right now. Um, anyways, so Nick, what's your score? And then uh, see if you can find any interesting facts about this game. 
Um, my score is uh, four out of ten because I'm pissed off, and wow. um, uh, scores from everyone else, and I can give a fun fact. Uh, we already gave our scores. Oh, um, the creator of this. Come on, fast typing. The creator of this game actually um, got arrested for uh, second degree murder. It was crazy. That is a fake fact. It's not true. Well, what's not true? The fact, the fact, or the fact that the fact is is false. <laughs> the fact of the matter is that the creator of this app used it as a money laundering system. <laughs> To <laughs> cook math. Uh, Nick, <laughs> this is seriously on a downhill trajectory. Jesus Christ, Meg, I'm kind of disappointed. Oh, yes, that's the person who sends us garbage every time we ask for an app. Boo, 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 boo. Boo All right. says the bat because echolocation. So I forgot back. to make a post. About seriously, questions. no, you're doing this. You're doing this intentionally now at this point, right? Well, like I thought about it at one point, and I was like, "Yeah, I'll do that later." And then I just didn't do it later. Damn it, it dude! Intentional. And then the only other time that I thought about it was halfway through the podcast, and at that point, it's like it's too late, you know. True that. Anyways, uh, so let's let we let's let's do a random question generator because that always that that's always some fun. Uh, All right, random question generator. This the website conversationstartersworld.com is is a pretty good one. Um, it always starts out on the on the same first question though. It always starts out what brand are you most loyal to? But after that it goes random. Okay. This, this one's really really vague. This could be interesting. What escalated very quickly? 911. <laughs> I that that's true. I mean yeah. It's just going to say 9-11 and then it's going to cut and be like three minutes of silence. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just chilling. Uh, I'm just okay. vibing. True that. <laughs> Sean right. has not responded to my question targeted towards him. How long are we in the podcast? Like, how long? How far in are we? Uh, an, like an hour. Close to an hour, yeah. Uh, okay, sorry, I'm back. Uh, we're ready. Okay. Uh, everything's good. Mm-hmm. Anyways, nine eleven is a good one to say what escalated quickly. Um, I think what else escalated quickly was the two thousand eight financial crisis. Like all oh, of yeah. a sudden, this big bank that had millions of dollars went down in like thirty six hours. That's crazy. That's nuts. Also, uh, Nick's romantic situation in ninth grade escalated very quickly. Anyway, Nick, what? Uh, <laughs> hey, oh, <laughs> what, what's something that's escalated very quickly to you? COVID nineteen. Romantic though. COVID nineteen. It was romantic. Quickly. Screw you, Paul. I hate you. I don't know, dude. I'm just saying. What's I, I romantic? Don't... My situation in ninth grade. <laughs> that was not romantic. Yes, I thought you were talking about COVID nineteen being romantic. No, COVID-19 romantic? It can be romantic if you're, like, with your lover. Uh, right. Like, <laughs> if, you get, if you get to... With your lover. There's a lot of other words you could have used there. But your lover. <laughs> you used lover. What's wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> Stupid. Anyway, um, this one is a very serious question. 
If you could know one truth about yourself, history, the world, or even the universe, what truth would you want to know? I think that this is a really good question. Where your mama lives. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Seriously. Sean just said, stop trying to achieve something you're incapable of, or at least put some work in and wake up. What? What did Sean say? Stop trying to achieve something you're incapable of, or at least put in some work and wake up. Did he say that to you? Yes. <laughs> he, he also said that he can't call today, which is ridiculous. I'm going to play For... Risk after this. <laughs> no, no, we, we should, uh, having dinner with family at park. Um... Can we play one round of Scribble.io after this? I really want to play. Sure. Well, one quick round, and then you can go play uh, Risk. Anyways, um, the truth I would want to know, I would really want to know who the Zodiac Killer was. Like, because that would make me famous. I would That's such a useless game. thing to know. I'm like, you could be like, Ooh, how do I solve one hunger? And you're well, just no, like, okay, no. So here's, no, no, here's the thing. Like, if I were to discover something crazy about the universe... It would probably, people would just say, oh, that's just a philosophy. That's just what your thought is. There's no way that I could actually know that. If I figure out who the Zodiac Killer is, point him out, figure out the proof to solve it, and then take it to like court or like present it to the US, I become a celebrity for the rest of my life. Like they could write a book on me and I could make millions off of it. Okay, how would you like prove that that guy is this Zodiac Killer? I'm sure that there is evidence that can prove it. I just need to know who it is first. Right. Like, 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 follow, follow his track. No, I'm serious. There has to be ways to prove that it was indeed him. Um, or her. It could be a female. Nobody ever thinks about that. The Zodiac Killer could be a female. I would want to know um, if Helen Keller was real. <laughs> because there's no way she was. <laughs> how could Helen Keller not be real? Because, like, how did, how did she learn to, like, do anything? Being deaf and dumb. What? Or is she deaf and dumb? <laughs> deaf she was and deaf dumb. and blind. You're an idiot. <laughs> Shut up, Nick. You have said so many stupider things in your time. Stupider. Uh, yeah, but like, how how did she do anything and like learn anything and like learn how to speak and stuff? I don't understand. Because okay, th th think about it. Like thinking about how she did that, it seems impossible. But she had like 50 years of her life to figure that out. Like, she lived in a way that we can't even comprehend. Yeah, but, like, if I try 50 years to, like, bench press, like, 7,000 pounds, I'm not going to do it. Well, okay, that is physically impossible. It is, there, I'm sure there are other people other than Helen Keller who were born blind and deaf, and due to modern technology, they were able to do a lot of things. But I, I'm sure at her time, <laughs> oh, like, I, looked, I do believe in Helen Keller. I do believe that Helen Keller was a real person. Oh, yeah, I do you, too, but, like... <laughs> Shut up, Nick. What about you? <laughs> he's, he's pretending to be Helen Keller. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, 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 Not, not cool, dude. You know, she, she, she was really brave, you know? She died. It's she, too soon. She did yeah, she die. Did and it die. is too soon. I want to know, like, what's, like, like, the dirtiest secret in, like, the Vatican archives or something. Or, like, the CIA Ooh. archives. Oh, that'd be cool, something. yeah something really insane like they've been doing experiments or it's like something just genuinely crazy or maybe I know. something from like the 1400s where they contacted aliens or something like that that'll be oh, nuts. oh or like or like something about jesus like jesus was a goddamn alien or something yeah that'd be insane no seriously that would be like 
insane. Is this like a yes or no type situation, or you're just like allowed to know anything? I think you're allowed to know anything. Oh. The the thing is, I my first instinct was to figure out if there was a god or not, but like, I feel like even if I figure out, oh, there is not one, people still will not believe me. Like it doesn't matter. That's why there's no the, really no point to that. So. Yeah, the big hypothetical things like that don't really work. Like if you say, what's the meaning of life? And you learn that it's meaningless because it is. But say there was a meaning and you learn what it is. People are just going to be like, oh, that's just a theory. But if I figure out who the Zodiac Killer is, I am a celebrity for the rest of my life. And the Zodiac Killer is probably still alive. Yeah, but I mean, he's kind of lame, you know. Why? He killed so many people. Yeah, but you know, whatevs. Why is he called the Zodiac Killer? Did he kill people based off of their Zodiac signs? I don't know. I think he drew a Zodiac. He, like, has something to do with, like, his sign or the Zodiac or something. I don't know. <laughs> He's like, oh, you're a Scorpio. Yeah, if he only gets, like, Scorpios. Like, no, he carved stuff, right? He carved stuff into the, his victim's bellies or something. I don't know. He did something. There's a Zodiac movie that we should review. I feel like I've said we should review that, like, 50 times on this podcast. <laughs> Maybe three. Eh, 50. All right. Uh, I, we'll, we'll meet in the middle. Uh, somewhere uh, around 25. I'm a next, Scorpio. Next question. What's surprising <laughs> about you? About me? What's surprising about what? You. I'm a descendant of Genghis Khan. <laughs> Is it everybody? Yeah, but I am too. <laughs> it's not surprising. Okay. Something surprising about me that not many people know. In the years 2010 and 2011... I started getting less interested in movies and I was actually getting more interested in video games and I was thinking I wanted to be like a video game programmer. That would be so weird. And then in 2012, I saw Life of Pi and it completely changed me. Because like the Thank thing you, is, Life of Pi. When I was little, I watched movies nonstop. I watched March of the Penguins probably upwards of 500 times. But like... Kind of like me with cars. Yeah. Like... And I was obsessed with movies then, but like when I was getting older, I was like, man, movies are lame. Like that was for me when I was a little kid. And then I saw Life of Pi and I bawled my eyes out in theaters and I'm like, movies can be so powerful. I like movies again. And then, you know, it's brought us to this point. Anyway, Nick, uh, what is (laughs) game studies? Nick is gone. Nick is gone yet again. Nick, what's something surprising (laughs) about you? My dad is telling me dinner was ready. Um, um, I think something that is surprising about me uh, is when I was younger. Is how thin you are, despite how much junk food you eat all the time. That's pretty surprising. What the hell? That came out of nowhere, Wow. <laughs> that was so mean. Hey, it's not mean. He just eats junk food. That's a that's a, that's a fact. That that still kind of came out of nowhere. Well, well that's, I, that's... I can't lie, Paul. My feelings are hurt. I'm sorry, Nick. I can say three good things about you. Yeah, there you go. Say three good things. Okay. I like your teeth. I like your hair. I like your clothes. Bam. Get out of here. Dang. Anyways, um, what were we talking about? I know what we were talking about. Three, sorry, an interesting thing. What's surprising about you? Yeah, what is surprising about you, Nick? Um, well, uh, I actually wasn't the tech guy you you know me as today uh, <laughs> when I was younger. You're um, 
Yeah, I, uh, I, I really, I was, I, the, 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 I really was interested in, uh, you know, uh, studying insects and bugs. I, I caught like a, a, a lot of scorpions when I was younger. In fact, one time when I caught a scorpion, I was really young at the time. I was like four, and I caught a scorpion. Um, I, I. Uh, <laughs> My cousin was like, he's probably very thirsty, you should probably get some water. And my little dum-dum brain <laughs> put an entire bucket of water into the container and drowned him. <laughs> oh, old were you? I was four. So you like a little dish of water, and your idea was to pour the whole gallon in. That's so funny. And I killed him. I killed him so quickly. Wow. I didn't mean it. I was just like, I don't know. He'll drink it. <laughs> Over time, he'll drink it. <laughs> wow. You know, like scorpions terrify me. That's one of my fears. They're, they're my like, favorite insect. They're so cool. Sorry. I don't care if they're non-poisonous. They're still scary. I used to have a um a a scorpion as a pet, and he also drowned. <laughs> like How like. How many animals <laughs> have you drowned? <laughs> well, no, I didn't drown. Okay, this one I had when I was like eleven or ten. Like it was an emperor scorpion. He was like an actual pet that I bought. Uh, he was really cool, and I don't remember his name. But um, he I filled his water uh thing just fine, and then he decided to just walk in there and then drown himself. <laughs> Nikki, I even held him. <laughs> I know. And one time, Anyways. I over two weeks, I caught eight scorpions. Anyway, sorry. Way to brag. Um, okay, let's go to the next question. This one's tricky. What's better, broken than whole? That's hard. I feel like grass. Like, you know, people mow lawns to break up their grass because it's better when it's, like, broken up than when it's I can't think of anything. I don't know. Yeah, that one's a really hard question. What's better? Hmm. I think maybe corrupt industries. If corrupt industries are all broken up, then they can't be corrupt anymore, right? Uh, the, the Hitler would be better oh! if he was broken. <laughs> I, I got one. What's better broken than whole? Governmental systems. Shut up. <laughs> when they're broken up and it's local government, that's uh... better. Um, those, like, Chinese, like, bowls, when they break it, they, like, fill the cracks with gold. Oh, that's a really good answer, Nick. Yeah, that is <laughs> yeah, a really good cool. answer. That's cool. And you started yeah. laughing, hey, you. <laughs> well, because you just, you, you say, you would say something like, uh, a $3,000 vase, and we'd be like, why, Nick? And you'd be like, because then you can glue it back together again. Your mama's house. Do you have anyone for this, Pahul, or? Uh, pass. All right. <laughs> Do you like reality TV shows? Why or why not? If so, which ones? This one's lame. I kind of want to Shark Tank. They make me feel trashy watching them. Yeah, reality TV isn't real TV. Like, it isn't reality and it's not TV. Shark Tank. This next next question's (laughs) terrible, too. Where have you traveled? That's mama's house. Oh, wow. This this one's long. If someone you loved was killed in front of you, but someone created a copy of them that was perfect right down to the atomic level, would they be the same person and would you love them just as Just as much. Um, That's a crazy question. <sighs> well, well, okay, wait. So do you have like all the memories? Like, you know how personality develops? 
because of your environment like environment is huge huge cause of it so do you like copy and paste their brain and everything i guess so that's kind of what the question's asking uh, i don't know i mean i think so it the person is getting killed right in front of you right so you you know for sure it is a copy like you know that it really that's so tough because like it would be hard not to still love them because it's everything about their personality but you know in your heart that they are dead like oh that's so weird i honestly i don't know do you guys have an answer no i'd love them but i probably wouldn't see them the same yeah it's impossible to see them the same way like maybe you still love them and care for them but you just can't see them as the same you know that anyway. question or maybe you're just glad depressed. that they're alive again the question made me incredibly sad what, what'd you say <laughs> Uh -huh. maybe you're just glad that they're back with you again you know after just watching yeah. them die you think that you lost them forever but then you have them again but you that know in your heart treasure. that like the original copy is dead yeah i guess skip but, like, this you know, question how... i don't like it i don't want it anymore okay <laughs> um where do you think is the most worthwhile place to find meaning in life work family hobby religion philosophy helping others all the small miracles or something else entirely work india Um, Work. I would say passion. I think that if you're passionate about something, that that's what you need to like spend all your time doing. Like that's just like my view. Like unless you're like a Zodiac killer who was passionate about killing people. You you just glitched out for me. What did you say? Unless you're the Zodiac killer who was passionate about killing people. Well, yeah, but like most people don't have passions like that. Like if you're passionate about music, or sports, or juggling. Or, or even if you're passionate about like another person which is love i think that that's the most important thing in life honestly or hate what people can be passionate about other people and hate them yeah but i mean there's positive passion and negative passion i'm talking about like the positive healthy passion i what, what do you think Pahul? Uh, i forgot the options so I want to say pass on that. Uh, work, a. family, hobby, religion, philosophy, helping others, all the small work, miracles. Family, philosophy. Uh, I want to have to agree with you. Uh, passion. Passion? I feel like doing something you're passionate about, doing something you love, it's like probably the best way to, you know, live your life. That's a good point. Yeah. What about you, Nick? Well, I feel like the only good answer is passion. I don't like the other options are just not nearly like. Of course, it's it's if if you need well, to. Like, like, like in other countries, people would say family. Like, family is the most important part. And honestly, I think a lot of people would answer family because family that passion. I, I mean, no. I guess on some level, maybe passion is just too general of like a term. Yeah, like passion and work. One's really specific, and then one's an emotion. <laughs> Well, well the then they ask about philosophy. I mean, philosophy isn't super specific. Um, I think it's good to find the meaning in life and something very casual and something that you are very used to and go to every day. So I'm, I'm going to answer with work. Work. I think work is important if you're doing 
what you're passionate about and you're working, but if you're working for Jeff Bezos, like that's not what life is about, you know? I'd work for Unless Jeff Bezos like, any day. Yeah, I'd work for Jeff Bezos if he gave me like the CEO, the vice president CEO person and gave me like $50,000 a year or something. You you would get way more. You get like a billion a year. 50, Jeff Bezos is billion. Jeff Bezos himself makes $78.5 billion a year. Oh my God. That's so much money. It's too much money. He doesn't need it all. It should be redistributed anyway. Most of it's most of it's in stocks. So it can't really be redistributed he can without crushing stocks. Amazon. He, he can can't sell all of his stocks because that that's just not how it's gonna work. He can sell them gradually. If he sells them gradually, he loses his stake in the company. If if you guys had like a company and like it it became massively successful, like I'm talking like you you had like a net worth of like a billion dollars, would you just like immediately just like get rid of it and just like live the rest of your life, um, like retired, or would you keep on sticking through? Depends on if I like it or not. Like if it makes me happy to run the company, if it makes me unhappy, but like I don't think I'll ever get to a place where I have a billion dollars because I just feel guilty hoarding that much money. I would love to have a billion dollars. But like, how can you ha- how can you have a billion dollars when there's people on I this- a bed full of cash? Okay, timestamp. <laughs> Gen- genuinely, like, like I just feel guilty having a billion dollars because, like, how can you have a billion dollars when there's people who are starving because they don't have enough money? Well, uh, here's the thing: I would, if I had that much money, then obviously I would have a really good source of income. Um, or I just won the lottery. Uh, but either way, I would donate. And also, I do not know, like, anyone in that way. So, like, I guess I'm just not close to them. So, like, physically, oops, physically, I, I couldn't feel guilty about it. Like, I, I, I that may make me a terrible person, but I can't really control no, it. No, so. no, no. No, that makes sense. It's just, yeah, it, you just have greater empathy for people that you know. Definitely, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. All right, are we ready to go to the next question? Yep. Oh, this is the same question as the if you kill someone. These are all really deep. I want a silly question. <laughs> okay, you know, let's answer this one. Can morality ever be objective or is it always subjective? If it can be objective, in what instances? If it's always subjective, how do we decide whose concept of morality is correct? I think morality is always going to be very similar from person to person, so I don't think really think this uh, question matters that much. It's going to be uh, very similar? I, don't, I disagree. Yeah, me too. Okay. Uh, one word, abortion. What? Yeah. People share very different moral views on that. Yep. Yeah, that's true. Like I redact I, my statement. I personally think all morality is subjective. Because even if it comes down to, like, killing a person, you know, there, you know, back at, like, when humans were in primitive cultures, killing somebody was not viewed as immoral. And we've since developed that because we've developed laws against it and stuff like that. So really, like, morality is subjective and also constantly changing, and it's entirely based on what environment you grow up in, you know? Yeah. I'm the moral uh, compass that everyone should follow. What? I am the moral compass that everyone needs to follow. Well, okay, it's hard to say that because the second part of the question, if it is subjective, how do we decide whose concept of morality is correct? I feel like whatever morality is like the most humanitarian, I think I feel is the most correct, but it's really hard to say that a morality is correct if it's all subjective, you know? I don't know. It hurts my brain. I don't really like thinking about it. 
What do you think, Fahul? Pass. Uh, pass. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, I need to. I showed oh, yesterday. God. These are all so deep. Let's let this be our last question, boys. Okay, we need a silly one. Oh, this uh, one's good. What country do you never want to visit? India. You really? No. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> I would never want to visit Saudi Arabia because if they find out that I'm bisexual, I could get stoned to death. I don't want to visit um South Sudan. It's the newest country to exist, existing in 2011 and it's literally completely controlled by warlords. There's no government. It's anarchy. Um I wouldn't want to visit Pangaea cuz there'd be dinosaurs and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, wait, you cut out for me. What were you saying about who owns Sudan? South Sudan? Warlords. Who? Warlords. That's awful. (laughs) Yeah. When I was a bit younger, my goal was to go to every country in the world. But, like, I don't know if that's really my goal anymore. Not only only is that prohibited in certain countries, like, you can't go to Israel and then go to Egypt or vice versa. But also, like, there's just some countries that, like, I don't know. Every continent has a new goal. All right, that that's our last question. So, uh, all right, well, thank what, you. Yeah, thank you everybody for listening. Whether it's on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or YouTube. Well, actually, uh, actually, you know what? Yeah, Spotify might be up and running by then. Yes. Okay, Nick probably won't upload it till like Saturday because that's just how Nick. Works. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Nick, prove us wrong and upload it today. Do yeah. it. Dude, we, I. <laughs> we dare you. I'm already really tired. <laughs> we double dog dare you. Oh, I gotta do it now. We triple dog dare you. Uh, <laughs> uh, all we, right. don't really a, we don't really have a closing segment, you know? No, no, remember, Pahul, you always count down at the end. So let's just all say goodbye. I've, I've done it once. No, no, that's got to be our thing. How about, no, I have an idea. Okay. How about we sing happy birthday? Because anywhere in the world, it's someone's birthday. Okay, well, that's there copyright. is a copy- Yeah, that is copyrighted. Although, let's Damn look- it! Let's look up what celebrity birthday it is, and we'll sing for them. We can do that at least once. Celebrity birthdays. Let's let's think- all sing it in a different pitch. That, that's not how pitches work, Nick. I don't it's know what a pitch is. It, it, it's George Clooney's birthday. Oh, that's awesome. Happy right, birthday, ready? George Clooney. Sorry. No, no. Okay, ready? Three, two, one. Happy birthday to George you, Clooney. George Clooney. Happy, happy birthday, George Clooney. It's your birthday. On this day, you were born, and it is so happy. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, George Clooney. All right, hold, count us out. No.